0: Because
1: there's just. There's so many albums out there that I like, and it's
2: kind you know
1: of. <sighs> I don't want to you know, say rare um, that I skip well, songs, because well, sometimes I do, yeah. but like. I also you feel please. like I just you listen to the whole thing.
0: Yep.
2: What
0: Actually, no, a lot of, a lot of, a lot lot
2: <laughs> of <laughs> Yeah.
3: Yeah, <clears throat> I'm still chewing food. When
0: when I said I was
3: a bear, um, I meant it. Okay. Mm. Fifty three seconds in.
0: Fifty three seconds in what?
3: You know. Wait, we are. Welcome back to the Space Side Collective podcast.
1: That is like the most like <laughs> low key entrance you have ever done.
0: You know, I, it's very welcome. What's up, everybody?
1: <laughs> welcome to the chill, the chill cast here, people.
0: We're <laughs> really chilling
3: vocally. Yes, yeah, I'm very chill. Sit back. relax to the beats. Personally, I'm not. I just realized it's February, and I hate mm-hmm. the month of February.
0: Oh, there's a lot of reason. Yeah.
3: Um, in context, um, if you've been following since uh, 2020, uh, this is the can't believe it's been two years. The mm-hmm. month of an uh, the month of the anniversary of the passing of my grandmother. So Damn. I'm okay. Just uh, didn't fucking realize it. So I mm-hmm. looked at the, actually looked at the calendar, and I was like, god damn it.
0: Kind of snuck up on you this time, huh?
3: Oh, yeah. Mm. I didn't realize. It. It's, it's been two years, so. Yeah. I'm what getting been, through it.
0: You know, we here for you. And uh, it's it's definitely an understandably difficult time, but not one that I think, what am I trying to say here? i'm trying to stay positive i'm i'm losing my train of thought
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's okay we're gonna have we're gonna try to have some fun nice we're gonna try to have some fun i think we what well, we need to get out the way though because <laughs> this is day two of recording that was supposed to be done
0: yep. what's up yeah. everybody Us coming off of a brand new entry into our uh great lost episodes of the Space Holiday Collective. Which fucking sucks cause it was a good episode. It was. It was. And and for those of you that are wondering what happened to that episode, mainly uh we lost audio of one of one of the uh, uh participants. So basically we lost like the like the flow of conversation.
3: Oh yeah, a good majority of that episode. Yeah. Um, but it- we but we did talk about um the topic of this episode is our top five albums that we listened to were without skipping a track. And I know that's probably hard for everyone. And it's also a callback to an episode of me and Benita did when we were talking about our albums getting too long.
0: Hmm.
3: Yeah. I'm, on the other hand, on that on that episode was like, no, I actually like mm-hmm. long albums. So what did you constitute as long? I think that's important. How many oh, tracks um,
0: out? Let's say three minute songs so the, on average.
3: I think the article is still is somewhere in the multiverse on our Discord server, hmm. but um, their definition of long was either tracks that go up to at least fifteen or surpassing that, or the um the um the length of the album, so it can be maybe what. And most most albums regularly would probably be thirty minutes. Most musicians are coming up with albums that are about forty five minutes to about close to two hours. Okay. I actually don't mind that.
0: Yeah. I mean, personally I don't I don't personally think that's that far off of enjoyable.
3: <laughs> but I think um, what I think is way if we if we look at I want to say society in general. Well, no, society in general is like how we get in- entertainment now. Like somebody might complain about a close to 3-hour MCU movie. They'll watch a Scorsese movie, but like it's Scorsese, it makes Mm -hmm. sense. It justifies a three-hour movie, and it's like yeah,
0: it's all all worth what the audience members themselves find it's worth to be. And those of you that are listening to us and are wondering how long not only that those albums are, but our intro is going to take, I would like to make sure that we welcome Desi is Dead to the podcast. (laughs) Hello as well as uh, the illustrious uh, Benita Bakes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I'm eating my
3: cookies right now. Exactly. And I'm eating exactly. my chicken tenders. Uh, uh,
0: special guest on the podcast. We, we've we got uh, Reed, our resident uh, D- D&D friend and amazing artist that we've plugged on the podcast before. Ciao. And I, of course, am uh, forgetting my own name, uh, Christian Dame. Here. There you go. I forgot about it. Back to the rest of the podcast. <laughs> but
2: yeah, back to what you were saying with, like, the albums. I feel like it's partly about, like, kind of what the audience wants, but a lot of some uh, some artists, I think, a lot of the artists that are pushing genres are more so doing it for themselves, like, experiments. Like, I've seen, like, uh, what well, was, I forget his name. There was a Day Je- uh, D Jesse did a uh, album, I think it was... Uh, I'm spacing on his name, but it was just a whole experiment on music and it was just a whole thing.
0: Yeah. We do see that a lot like even from the artists that we would normally characterize as like maybe shorter albums or or, or either super short albums or super long ones. I have seen within recent years been kinda of like experimenting in different ways.
3: Like um he's not on my top five, but Wes Borland of Limbiscuit, he has his own his own stuff and yeah it's more instrumental like i'll say rock jazz it's hard to label what he does with his style.
0: Razzle. razzle dazzle
3: yeah. <laughs> he had he brought out two records and i think if i remember correctly they go at least maybe an hour long but each track are, is like seven tracks one of them was like 25 minutes long
0: Wait, there's a track that's 25 minutes long, mm-hmm.
3: but it shows why he's one. Of, I, when people like great guitarists and shit bands, <laughs> it's always Wes Borland on that list, <laughs> and he is a great guitarist. And I'm like, I'm not shooting on Limbisk because I still listen to Limbisk. I was, I'm just bumping their uh, their new record from last year earlier in the day.
0: Dude, I I had listened to some of that. I don't think I've listened to the whole thing through. <clears throat> but it was a it was it was actually really enjoyable from what I heard. I was like, damn, it's been a minute since I've cared about biscuit
3: And they call Limbiscuit it's co- the album called Limb Biscuit Sucks. So they are they are yeah. they fully aware that no one likes them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, but hey, here we are. 2020 the crazy ass time, yo.
3: <laughs> now limb' Bizkit- They're just
0: very fit for their time. Like they they're just it's a
1: stamp. That's the early odds, like late '90s, early odds. It was like prime time for them, and that's it.
3: I think they're noticing they need to evolve because look at bands that came out at the same time as them, like Corn. Some funny one, well, no, some forty one came out in the early two thousands. They came in the early two thousands. Early two
0: thousands, not late '90s.
3: To early two thousands. Oh. The only song I remember, September eleventh, <laughs> around the time their first uh. record
0: got you that's yeah that that that's gonna stick
3: out on your mind for sure mm-hmm. all killer no filler <laughs> so that was the name of the record yeah no no you're right it doesn't make me laugh any less and they even had dmx even the lead singers like we didn't even know dmx was in the fucking music video till the music video came out
0: hmm. he was hidden
3: no <laughs> yeah, he was watch the music video um I think it makes no difference They're, they they said they re, they filmed it two different days they don't know who convinced DMX to do it If <laughs> DMX is in throughout the music video but he does not interact with the band because they That's recorded cool. it on two different days so they was not aware that he was in the video until after the video
0: <laughs> like the band
1: hey, I would just know? like to interject just because of like how funny it is that like you specifically pointed out 2001, but there's legit a Google, like one of the biggest questions about Sum 41 on Google is is Sum 41 a 90s band? And it has years active of Sum 41 from mm-hmm.
3: 1996 to present day. But they,
0: Interesting. But, but
3: they didn't get known until about 2000, 2001.
0: That doesn't mean that they weren't a
3: band uh, in the 90s.
0: Yeah. That's true. That is true. That
3: is true. means we're in the two thousand. Okay. Then we're reading it. We'll just read it. Well, nah, we'll keep it in. I'm not going to edit that out. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh,
1: got to try to figure how to edit out the mistakes.
0: For our active listeners, he doesn't edit out his mistakes all the time. What are you talking about? No. Yeah,
3: majo- am- majority of the mistakes... <laughs> are all there so if you make it to any of those mistakes that i've openly talked about and never edited out and you still here we love you we actually love you, no man. i love you because you you that means you accepting my faults
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you're if if there's anybody here who is listening from near the beginning of when we started this podcast i would love to hear from you add us on twitter or something and like why are you still listening to us i love you but why <laughs>
3: There are people who just listen to the artist talks episodes because I was always wondering like why the artist talks episodes are getting like so many good numbers and I'm like oh that's right that's right yeah I'm yeah. <laughs> like don't listen if like if you I even openly said it on those episodes if you like what you hear stay here don't go over you might <laughs> I think there was one if you're sensitive don't go over just stay here. <laughs>
0: You know, it's really it's really funny. It's really funny how some of these things are working out. Just because I'm wondering if there are people listening that you know, I've never thought that there would be a weird experience such as my dad calling me at work and being like, "Hey Christian, what's the name of your podcast again? How do you spell it?" And I'm like, "Uh the word space" And he's like, all right, well, hold on. Let me put you on the phone with this person that I have here. He wants to listen to your podcast. Tell him what it is. <laughs> so, by the way, if you are here listening to that, thank you very much. I'm sorry. And I would love to know if that was as awkward for you as it was for me.
3: There's <laughs> the question Is your pops listening to this episode? Like, listening to these episodes?
1: Is that going to be, like, the new thing now? Like, instead of parents, like, introducing their kids to, like, their friends, children, or, like, some random person, they were like, they made my coffee this morning, and they were great. I think you guys would get along. Like, it's going to be like, hey, you should listen to my child's
0: podcast. I guarantee you my dad's never listened to this fucking podcast. Okay. (laughs) Just, well, I guarantee uh, you, he's never listened to this. Well, I'm and not going gonna... I'm, I'm both flattered that he is like pushing the podcast, and at the same time, like
3: really. Well, I'm just saying, I'm not backtracking everything I've said about your father. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's that's fine. I'm just laughing because I'm like. You know it's awkward because in my head I'm like, no, I fully know that he's telling people about the podcast, but I also know that he has no idea what this podcast is
3: about. Well, we <laughs> yeah. we, we go to and some places. He's
0: like, explain to them what your podcast is. I'm like, Dad, I'm at work.
3: <laughs> Just say we're a free form podcast. That works. Yeah, yeah. That always works when t- anyone a- ever at. I have to no, put,
0: true, but my dad doesn't understand freeform.
3: When I have to put this podcast on my CV, they and I know they go into they go. It's freeform. Matter of fact, I can pull up my artist's resume. This is what I labeled this podcast.
0: What did you label this podcast on your resume? <clears throat> All
3: right. Ooh, the Space right. Society <laughs> here we go. The Space Society Collective podcast is hosted by a revolving door of hosts and guest panelists. We discuss mm-hmm. the realms of art, video games, movies, comic books. We also delve into topics such as nerd culture and the changes within television technology and the state of Star Wars. The show is for is where everyone can discuss nerd culture without the fear of judgment and or ridicule.
0: Okay, first of all, that's a fucking lie because I've been ridiculed a lot in yeah. Star Wars. Um,
3: yes, it's,
1: it's, feel...
0: out of all the examples you so you're telling me out of all the examples you could have put you chose to write the word Star Wars on your resume yeah. so I feel like we are uh, a uh, free environment uh, uh, <laughs> no um absolutely not um, <laughs> I'm like first of all we, we, we are a hodge. Hard... Like a regular podcast description I love that we are a hodge
1: podcast okay we're just a hodgepodge podcast okay nothing hodge podcast if you will um and then number two i feel like uh this is just a suggestion but i don't think you should put the podcast on your resume i feel like that is a bad call um because then these people might go and listen to your podcast and hear all of the chaos that falls from your mouth every week and it might not be a good book
3: for job recruiters. I love that your advice is disassociate yourself from your podcast. And let me and let me give you a little sham sham. Remember that job interview about me teaching eight year olds and up? Yeah. They um. There's like we exhausted all options. We may have an offer for another offer for you and this is the same resume that has that description. I have gotten jobs I have, with that description. Dis- I, okay. I switched out, I switched out Nerds Against the World
0: I'm, for more concerned with our education system than anything else.
3: They
1: literally told you they exhausted all options.
0: We're not telling you that it's a bad thing because good for you, but at the same time, like they could have worded that differently. Like, that's, the wording is not great, because they are
1: basically telling you that you are their last pick, literally. Like, I I do not, I do not mean to, like, dishearten you at all, but I'm just saying, like,
0: when did you apply to these people? Maybe they read the resume. How many months ago? ago. Six months ago. Yeah.
1: I'm just saying, like, okay, like, I do hope you get this job, but even then, it's still just a part-time job, right? Like,
3: it's... Yeah, it's part-time, but it's not full-time.
1: Yeah. So, I'm just saying, if you want the full-time job with the benefits, it might be good to uh, not
0: have your podcast listed
3: the on thing. there.
0: Oh, not Not even because of the fact that it's the podcast, only because, like... On the off chance that they listen to it. But
3: here's the thing. Art the art community is way different from I guess normal public service. Um oh, jobs. that's fair. That's so fair. When you have an artist who do have the type of podcast we do, they was consider that a novelty. You know what? That's fair. I don't know how to apply for the jobs that you're applying to. That is fair. So when they look at it and they do hear it, they're going to be like, oh, so we do have an artist who don't think within the same confines as another artist. And yeah.
0: In that context, I could see it being a benefit in that context. Now, if I, now like, I do that it
3: off the job, though. Now, if I, now too fully in, in context as well. I do have two different resumes. I, have the, I, just, I even said CV. So that's an artist's resume. I didn't right. say my basic resume. The basic resume don't have none of this shit. On.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's
3: fair. <laughs> Except for the radio like, show. If I,
0: if I ever had a CV, I'd put Dungeons and Dragons and shit in there. But like, but like, on my actual resume that I use for like office job stuff, I'm like yeah, as much as I really want to put like learned how to community organize and do all that kind of stuff, I I can't put. it. As
2: everywhere. long as you put don't put D and D directly on there, you can yeah, get away with it oh that. no I put, I put like weekly group group building problem solving activity or something along the lines of that i literally you just talk straight from your butt i got i did that and it helped me get a job hmm.
0: maybe it, next time i did look for a job i should put that there because mm-hmm. legitimately there's some actually good like interpersonal skills that comes out of it I and mean, like the organization and shit like that like yeah you you see
2: what i do every week up for fun
0: Imagine doing that for your company.
2: Yeah, unfortunately being an individual with ADHD, I do go uh, have a revolving door of jobs, but it means I've got really good at resumes and uh, getting jobs. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you can, you can talk out of your ass a lot of the time. Yeah. I mean, they're really just in it for the interview.
3: Yeah, that's fair. I think I got that library job. <laughs>
2: that makes sense.
0: That actually makes a lot of sense.
3: What? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I worked at a library before. No, I didn't. I worked at a tutoring center.
0: Yeah, you f- <laughs> Everybody lies on the resume. <laughs> you, know, and, like, you know, you get on the job and then you figure it out.
3: Because, <laughs> that library gig. But now you're not talking about library stuff or job stuff. But keep hope alive about me getting a job. I, I need play money. Yes, we do. We are keeping hope English alive. Across. We uh, we we are. <laughs> I need play money. I don't, I, I'm, get, I'm tired of having bill money and no play these chicken tenders is the only play i'll probably have all month
0: get you your get you your play money son
3: because lego just released a thor hammer lego set oh really that's Mm -hmm. cool man it's been
0: so long since i bought a lego set but i've really been wanting to uh i need money yeah that shit's expensive (laughs) Like I like Legos, but I aff- let's be real. I can't afford above Mega Bloks.
3: <laughs> I almost bought a fucking Mega block Ghostbusters set. That's how dedicated I am to Ghostbusters.
0: You know, I did. I do get sometimes those Mega Bloks like Halo stuff.
3: Oh, is this for your kids? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: the one is three. No, 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 no,
3: the one no. is I go six. I to Walmart.
0: I go to Walmart and I go to self checkout. Nobody ever asks those
2: questions. You're going to look at me and you're going to ask kids. Like, you're going to look at me and you're going to ask me by kids, excuse me, that's your problem if they get whatever answer you get.
0: <laughs> 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 uh, that's funny. <laughs>
3: uh. Music albums. Music albums. We're going to go first. <laughs> Actually, technically, before we go first, I hope you have been following our podcast because we have posted everywhere how to follow read and their awesome Discord, so you can check out their art and support them the link is in the description where to find them everywhere and is even on our instagram yes
2: check follow me or even like you know, like spare a couple eyeballs
3: and take a glance it's good stuff it's great stuff support artists <clears throat> we're taking the phrase from um artist talk over to here support your uh, own support artists Support your artists, support your local artists, support your artists that aren't local. Just support
0: art in general, because Jesus Christ, we need it.
3: Yep. So, musical albums.
0: All right, so w- there's four of us here. If nobody wants to go first, I'll roll a D4. I'm assigning everybody okay. a random
3: number value. <laughs> Good luck. I feel, no, the last time I went last, I got roasted. Let me just get <laughs> out the way. <laughs> last time you <laughs> went. Wait. Wait. Did I, go f- did I go first or did I go last last time we talked about music?
0: I don't know. I'm rolling the die. <laughs> in I don't mm. Me? Okay. Um, I mean, I went one, two, three, four okay. according to what I can physically see on my screen.
1: Okay. Cool. Um, so these aren't really in particular order because I really do hate ordering things. Um, like, right. if I enjoy them, like I enjoy them. That's it. Um, but I am going to start off with Vlogging um, Molly on Drunken Lullabies. Because mm. that was the first uh, album I heard from them. Um, I was on deployment in the Navy. And someone was playing this funky-ass song. And I was like, what the hell is that? I need to know what this is. <laughs> um and then as soon as I could buy it, which ended up being like uh, when we got back from deployment.
0: <laughs> Damn,
1: <laughs> I bought that shit. But holy hell, was I in love. Um, and I still love Flogging Molly to this day. They put on amazing concerts. They have great energy, and they just got such a great folksy, like punk, Irish. Aesthetic that really just makes you kind of want to like just move. Um,
0: Perfect crossover of ska, I think, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. And then like every now and then, like a lot of their albums might go with like a sadder, slower song that you just sort of like stop and like have to take in. It's It's just, oh, so good. So good. And since I'm already in ireland might as well stay with ireland and next one is going to be the soundtrack to the movie once i know i've talked about this before no this was on my one of the songs was on my list for one of our fucking other musical things um Mm -hmm. i genuinely love this album nice it is such a great movie um the acting is not the best because obviously like the people that are acting are legit just like artists like musicians yeah so acting is not their um
0: strong suit forte
1: forte, but they fucking kick it out of the park with the music because it's just so emotional it's got that beautiful beat of just like following the story of two lost souls that sort of just are like ships passing in the night where they like have this great connection and they make this wonderful thing and then they kind of part ways and like go on their their separate ways live their lives but like for one beautiful moment they created fantastic music about heartbreak and um sadness but also hope it's just uh watch the movie get the soundtrack Fucking mm-hmm. fantastic.
0: That great.
1: Um, this next one I feel like I also do not need to explain in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. Uh, but it's uh the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse soundtrack. Absolutely,
2: I'm a hundred percent with you there. I have listened to that one all the way through.
1: Every fucking song on that sa- its a bop, and you can't like.
2: Do you have a favorite track in particular? For me, I think the unexpected thought for me of that playlist was definitely Invincible. Um, that one caught me completely off guard.
1: Uh, I really have just, like, a special place for home. Like, it's just so, ugh.
3: <laughs>
2: ugh. You What's your process for deciding your favorite songs? <laughs> That is, a, that is a great question.
1: Um, I guess I think it makes me feel. And yeah. yeah, I guess mostly just how it feels. Like if I'm just like able to sort of just like take it in. Because there's a lot of times, you know, if you're listening to music, sometimes you kind of just tune it out. And like before you know it, you're like, oh, I feel like I have to rewind because I just missed
2: yeah,
1: yeah. a whole bunch of songs. But for some reason, like, Sp- like the Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack, like, I'm just aware mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, every fucking song. Yeah, because there's, like, some songs that I'll be, like, tuning it out, and I'll you know, it'll hit a riff later in the song, and I'm like, oh, I can pay attention now, and then that becomes wrong. Yeah. And then there's some songs that immediately... There's something there that just makes you feel, and my soul enters my body. And I'm like, yes, I'm present now. This is now a favorite yes. song of mine that I'll listen to for way too long. 100%. 100%. So
1: yeah, it just, ugh. It's so good. It was a big toss-up because it was like this, or like, the Black Panther soundtrack, too. <laughs>
0: I'm so <laughs> I wasn't the only one that was wrestling with that, because I almost had that on my list, too. So
1: fucking good. Literally telling
0: I'm like, I want this to be here, but I guarantee you there's other ones that I care about more. But I really want this one on my list.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but I just it's a spider verse. It's just oh, it's so good. Um so this one is the one where I'm like you guys are gonna be a little bit like confused. Okay. Um so I would like to preface this is one hundred percent nostalgia reasons. Um because okay. I grew up with this. So a lot of people don't probably won't even know who this is. But there is an artist out there. He's a country artist. His name's Bobby Bear.
0: Okay. And
1: um this album is lullabies, legends, and lies. And it's just like sort of like, I don't want to say peak 70s country rock, but he's sort of like a little bit in the vein, like, not fully Johnny Cash, but kind of in that area, you know?
0: Got you, got you. Like, that kind of like, almost storyteller-esque, like, yes. country So, film. all of the songs on um, lullabies,
1: legends and lies tell a story so you know kind of like a boy named sue tells a story But, like, he's got some, like, called Marie Laveau, and he'll sing about the fucking voodoo queen of Louisiana. He sings comedic songs about a man falling in love with a mermaid, but she leaves him, and so then he meets her sister, but she's reversed. So instead of having the tail of a mermaid, (laughs) she has the head of a fish
0: and the legs of a human. Like, you know, I've had that debate, you know, before. There, there's, it's, there's a correct answer to that. So I will absolutely suggest giving
1: Bobby Bear, My's Legends and Lies a whirl. Um, I know it's probably not going to be to everyone's taste but this was something that was played all the time when I was a kid so I just pretty much have the nostalgic happy memories with this album. And so like even just some of the weirdest fucking songs on it. <laughs> I skip. He does a really great he actually so I don't know if you guys uh, remember the Shel Silverstein book The Giving Tree. Oh, I love but it. But he does he does a song of that book and it's actually really good. Um so I'm
0: going to have to check that out. That
1: does actually sound Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um and then my last one um It's Kendrick Lamar. Damn. Hmm. Uh, Because that shit was so great. It's so fucking personal. He tells fantastic stories about just, like, real things and real life and confronting, like, terrible issues. And it was just... I'm still so pissed. Okay, so I'm still very angry that Kendrick Lamar has not won Album of the Year yet. It's like the Grammys still do the gimme of, oh, well, you won Rap Album of the Year. Can't yeah. you be happy with that? And it's like, fuck you. Um, so he lost out, I can't remember, he lost out one year to Taylor Swift's 1989, which I don't
0: really like,
1: hate Taylor Swift, but I also feel like. That was a poor choice. But damn damn is where he was really fucking robbed. Because you want to know who he lost out to? Okay. No. I I pulled I pulled this no, hold on. I'm I'm at the ready here. Okay. So here's who was nominated. So we had Melodrama by Lord. Great, great album. Uh four forty four Jay-Z. Great fucking album. Yep. Oh, wait, my love. <laughs> Childish Gambino. Great fucking album. 24 mm-hmm. Karat Magic. Bruno Mars. Okay album. Which one do you think fucking won?
3: Lord. It was 24
1: Bruno, Bruno fucking Mars won with his bullshit half hour album. I know you guys were just talking earlier about time limits on albums, but Bruno fucking Mars, 24 Karat Magic doesn't eat like it's half hour it's a fucking half hour album and it's like just okay at best and on top of
0: that <laughs> controversy that he's like uh, supposedly not original in some of those songs when it comes to the, yeah. the melody things like yeah. uh, uptown funk and shit or not uptown funk but um what was the last one that it was shit
2: um i mean there's an, I the only one i know from that is there, there's like uh, no never mind i don't even know yeah so
1: and then okay, so not so not only did it win fucking album of the year, here was full record of the year. So twenty four carat magic, redbone, childish gambino, despacito, uh, we found the, um the story of OJ, Jay Z and Humble by Kendrick Lamar, and he fucking got it for twenty four carat magic.
2: That, 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 like, just that is, like just that is, like, you can go into a whole thing of that about how a lot of academies and awards have uh, really become just a glorified rich person thing. Like even especially if you go into yeah. movies, like think about like animation. I, I'm, I'm particularly versed in animation. There's like some there's some movies like Fantastic Mr. Fox or some other movies that have like lost out to films like. Boss Baby or some shit, like, some really dumb stuff just because it makes more money and it's corporate and yeah. it's it's marketable. It's not, it, but it does, uh-huh. it's not what the award should be because it's not pushing art.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's so frustrating because it just, it feels like the awards, so, like, the Academy Awards, Golden Globes, Grammys, it's all bullshit about whatever studio has the most money to throw at the people voting to, like, get the win. So...
2: Yeah, it's not it's, about art anymore,
1: and so at least no. people like us who love art just without something like that. Just so frustrated. <laughs> but anyway, those are those are my five albums and my little stance against bullshit awards. A
0: valid stance, to be honest. Because
1: again, I just would like to remind people, <laughs> damn. Won a fucking
3: Pulitzer, the first fucking album to do that. That's crazy. (laughs) Be humble. And it sit down. Out. Be humble. (sighs) Damn. Mm -hmm. Fucking.
1: Anyway, okay, I'm Mm. off my soapbox. So, (laughs) what does the mighty die say? Who's
0: next? Let's see.
3: Desi. Yay. How can I follow that once again? I can go if you want. No. I'll go. As always. Following. rents. Yeah. If you're not doing them. Following. Can't. Following my anger. Following your anger with my anger. My top five. It's a modgepodge Of. Hardcore music. Um Emo. So, it's pretty much on brand. What I listen to. Nice. <laughs> I really cannot follow. This. All right. <coughs> I'm gonna start with my. I'm gonna start with my honorable mention. Uh, Every time I die, radical just recently came out, and then, as soon as that album came out, the band breaks up. Seriously. Oh yeah, there's a lot of drama with that. It's brother versus brother, basically. Oh no, yeah. So I'm like, so you go through the album, and when the lead singer is talking about his mental health, and then him trying to be sober, which I'm not trying to be, but um, him trying to be sober, trying to be right, and then also using what's going on within the world. Um, there's one track that I like play. On repeats called Post Boredom. And it's. Oh my god, that title. And it's literally what we're going through in this fucking country. Uh, so. And it's what Reed said is like, when you get connected to an album or just to a track and you just feel it in your fucking soul, this record, Radical, just fucking hits on like all my anger levels. <laughs> like let's fucking go like they have a um, a track that i'm uh, um before we started i was listening to the album and there was another track called white void and i'm like yeah yeah i'm feeling that right now just a void in my head Mm -hmm. um and number five spirit box um this is an so i won't repeat my sum 41 debacle at the top of this episode this band been out for a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they was only like. <clears throat> coming out with singles. And they finally came out with an, um, an entire record. Called Eternal Blue. Um, there should be a lot more women in rock. In the hardcore scene. That get, they needs a lot more. Media attention. because Jesus. This woman has the. She could seem like Billie Eilish. Like on the level of Billy Irish, but then all of a sudden when he, when he gets to that point, can get as gruff like Corey Taylor. Uh we got waffles. <clears throat> we got waffles, y'all.
0: I am it's, hearing you though. That is that is awesome, dude.
3: Um I'm not even gonna try to label <laughs> their genre. I'm just gonna say hardcore. 'Cause there's a lot of songs where it's like it's religious faith based. Uh-huh. But it's like ultra introspective to the lead singer. But it's a fire ass record. As so if you're in the hardcore, um listeners, if you are into the hardcore scene. If not, you know, I'm pretty sure everyone on this <laughs> panel will have something that you may listen to.
0: I that does sound like that doesn't sound like something like I would listen to, but I otherwise
3: would not discover. Mm-hmm. This one, everyone may actually listen to. Uh, number four, Paramore, their 2013 self-titled record. Okay, specifically that one. Why?
0: That, I'm trying to remember
3: that one. That track, that album had. Uh, I don't know why I closed my fucking Spotify as soon as I started talking about. It. <laughs> <laughs> That album came out 2013. you had now, um ain't it fun? Last time, mm. send to you. Ankle biters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That one came out at a at a perfect time. I think for me in 2013 it was like I knew I did not want to be a trade tech no more.
0: <laughs> you see, that, You're like I that's when I made the
2: discovery. That would have technically come out for the perfect time for me because I was I was 14 at the time that came out that dates me. Um, uh, I uh I would have been in my I would have been in my emo phase, but I missed my emo phase. So I actually didn't start listening to Paramore until I uh, I uh, like
3: 20. So this was like in the first like last couple years. Wow. Um, I've been listening to Paramore since 2004. Nah, man, shit. Oh well. I'm old. We know this. Um, yeah, I'm still. I'm still emo until the day. I'm, I'm emo. Never dies. Emo never
0: dies, man. I can't wait to go back to emo night.
3: And I know my Chemical Karamas can't wait to do their final tour. Whenever that will happen, f-
0: is it not going to be on wh- uh, when we were young? Yeah, hey, you can listen to the first
1: two minutes of uh, Black Parade and then nothing else. I there to get us. They just play like that one first intro. Bing. Piano key. Bing.
0: Bing. Alright, we out. Everyone loses <laughs> their mind and they're like, Thanks for coming, goodbye! I'm so right. I know someone who got a ticket to it. Who got oh, a ticket to no. it. Shut
1: up. Yeah,
3: This is going to be Firefest all over again.
1: Bitch, their information is
0: so stolen now. exactly what I told them. So we'll see. We'll see if I end up eating my own words.
3: I don't. There's no way. I want. There's see, just no way. I want to see one band that actually say they're gonna be there.
0: Yeah. Not a, has any of have any of them confirmed yet? No. Story of the year
3: did an Instagram. Was Last like, time we're, we checked, I didn't see any. I follow Story of the Year. They say we're currently work, working on a new record. <laughs> like they have. Like, I don't think they're like focusing on touring at the moment. How
1: hysterical would it be if, like, the people that were, like, making this, like, concert, like, genuinely thought they were messaging the bands, but it was, like, all those weird people that make, like, duplicate accounts of the bands? so fucking funny. And so they're like, yeah, we got permission from, like, the fucking person that runs your your Instagram page. Like, we're not even on Instagram. We're not even on Instagram,
3: you weird- what? (laughs) Who are you talking to? Oh man! To bring wow, it back get out of here <laughs> <laughs> to stir it back um what'm of um listen to going through the whole Paramore record the one i uh, I like going deep diving on each track and hate to see your heartbreak Haley Williams sister is the backup singer with her on that record on that track really? I was like, yeah, that's cool. I was like, that? Wow. That's wild, yo. That's talent in that family. Yeah, it really is. And then they went on a hiatus after their last record that just came out. So, hopefully we get some new Paramore soon.
0: I'm just happy to still hear more Paramore stuff, because... I don't know, I feel... It's probably more nostalgia for me. Like, just mainly nostalgia that I really like Paramore, but... I, I, it's one of those things where I think I have a blind eye to it, or like rose-colored glasses. You mm-hmm. know.
3: When you say rose-colored glasses,
0: I mean like, at, like I can't see any faults with any of the Paramore albums, just because I really like Paramore.
3: Well, when they went when they after they did this the twenty thirteen album, the one with um, Hard Times, that one, a lot of people didn't like the fact that they went from like what they known for straight of like 80s emo, electro music.
0: Yeah, but that's kind of the point of bands. They, I mean, they, uh, well, I like that. I like when bands change over time
3: and try new things. Yep. This is a callback yeah. to a uh, Night Owl show radio episode that's still up on KDHR. Is it still up? Yep. All of our, ep- all of our broadcasts are still up on KDHR. They're
0: all still up? I didn't realize that. Wow.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. Whoops. Yeah. They didn't promote us, but they still keep our shit. <laughs>
0: they're still they're still collecting whatever listens they can, I get it.
3: Mm. I mean, we did talk about um like bands that evolve over time. speaking of the bands that evolve over time, thrice. Oh, I think that makes sense for you for sure. Thrice, if you go through their early their 90s stuff, their 2000s stuff, and now they're after like 2010s records they definitely evolved. They now have like top bands covering their their songs now. Which is I'm like damn that's some fucking longevity where you got newer bands coming out covering your songs.
0: Yeah. When you are still around to see bands covering your stuff that must be its own amazing feeling.
3: And in fact like this is one of the few bands if they're not a hardcore band just right off the bat but one of the few emo bands where both the guitarists are lead guitarists and rhythm guitarists, respectively. That's cool. Um, so th- there's a song called uh, It's not one of the records that I have chose but it's from the Alchemy um, Complex. I think we played it on, uh, the, ra- on the radio show. Um, the Arsonist.
0: That does sound familiar.
3: The best, I think from an emo band, best guitar riffs and solos for any emo band. Dude. That's what's up. But, this record came out last year as well called Horizons East. And this is definitely one of the most exper- um, experimental records. There's a lot of, um, not a lot of guitar playing, there's more a lot, um, they're really showing that they're great instrumentalists on this whole entire record.
0: Nice. They're like, diversifying the sound portfolio in it.
3: Yep. Um... Like I can go through this whole track track to track but I don't know well for nah, I'm not going to do that to everybody. Um I was really thinking about I was really thinking about it. Really it. You
0: like am I going to talk about every track?
3: Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I was I'm really thinking about it. Um There's a track called Northern L- it kicks off with north not Northern Lights. God damn it. Hold on. I had it here. It was here. You can't-
0: we're not actually gonna go through every song, right?
3: I'm not now. going through every song. I literally had no, it. Okay. I look. I, I had it. I had it. But I went it away. No fuck it. No, <laughs> oh, fuck the, it, we're going through every song or oh no, no, fuck it. Fuck it. I'm going. I'm keep on going. I'm just gonna keep on going. Okay. Um from start to finish, and it's I think if I remember correctly, it's about thirty five minutes long, to which it also piggybacks to be a any album that's 30, 35, 30 minutes should not be winning any rewards. I think in terms of rock, in this one, this was like The songs are well made. Totally,
1: totally fine. But I'm just saying, 24 Karat, the songs were just okay. They are just okay. It was just okay. It was just 30 minutes of okay. I mean, it's not like no, they wouldn't that extra time to make an equalization. Yeah. Karat. That's true. Magic, yeah.
3: magic. But anywho Um My number two, not surprise, thrice again. But this is I feel like this was their turning point. Um the record is called Palms. Leave it, my oh. it, cookies alone. Jesus Christ. Sorry. Sorry. That okay, was sorry, an appearance sorry. that was the appearance of the of the cat tink. Tink tried to steal oh, my cookies. One of our surprise co hosts. One of our surprise co hosts. <laughs> So sorry. One day when we are <clears throat> a video, you get to see Tink in all their glory. Mm-hmm. And Harley, wherever she's at right now. Uh, she is. She's sleeping on top of my Darth Vader t-shirt. <laughs> Anywho, um, Palms is definitely what started them off to what we got from Horizons East for Thrice. I'm with Thrice. Um... Just from start to finish, you can tell this was more of a self-reflective album for them personally, while Horizon's East was more like speaking on people in general and just life. It just, But "Palms" felt like it was more like what you can connect with, what you're going through with your personal life. And this came out in 2019. So like 20, 2018, all through 2019. I try so hard at my time at Dominguez Hills to play this. Dude, we can work in the studio with rock music. Listen to the fucking music. That's what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> no one is screaming in your fucking ear. It's actual mood rock music <laughs> from a band that's been out since '99. Anyway,
0: and you're like, I digress. I digress. I just need to play the real hits.
3: Yeah. Um. But it's one of my top. And I, I do not skip it. All of these tra- albums I don't skip. Number one. This one did get me bad for playing any music in the, I'm in the studio. Of Mice and Men. Earth and Sky. Right off the bat it does kick you in the fucking teeth.
0: Yeah. There's no way to play that whole album.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, It's just a goddamn great um, hardcore record. <laughs> I love it. Um, the track speak to me, and this is and um, as I suffocate starts off,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and <laughs> one person, the professor was listening. Like, let me. She was like, "Wait, let me just listen to the track." She was like, "Listening to the lyrics She's like, "No, Des, we cannot play this. <laughs> she, we can't. We can't play this.
0: Like of all times. That's like when you're watching anime." And your parents walk in at right the perfectly wrong moment.
3: Yeah. And then there's one. I'm like, oh, if you didn't like that one, you sure ain't gonna like this one. She's like, oh god. She's like, what?
0: You in the teeth? This one's putting your face on the curb.
3: Oh yeah. <laughs> and the name of that track. Don't. Uh, you can judge me. I don't. I don't, I don't mind. The other track was Taste of Regret.
0: (laughs) Ah, I'm surrounded by constantly emo people, and it both delights and amuses me.
3: And then after that, it was Mushroom Cloud, and that one's a lot more louder and guttural, and a lot of double bass drumming. Yeah. And a lot of people turning, looking at me like, I'm just like, yeah, I'll turn it off. I'll just put on my headphones.
0: Why is it that all all I'm picturing, like, I know the music's better than that, but for some reason I'm just picturing, like, everybody doing their work to, like, whatever, like, kind of soft music that they normally use, and then they just pan over to Dez, and you just hear,
3: MURDER! No, they just hear... And they just hear... And And they're like... Are you okay?! (laughs) I'm fine! What are you? Fu- okay? like, yeah. What, what's going on? Are you guys okay? Why are you stopping me? <laughs> like, what the fuck are you listening to? Music.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: music. <laughs> like, is that really? <laughs> Literally, the studio hand was like, "You sure that's music?" Oh, don't talk. I was like, "Don't you talk, Mister?" Listen to mask off Molly Perkins said. We all heard you rolling down the fucking street with that shit.
0: That's funny, you saw them like blasting it in the car. hmm
3: White dude That's... as well. <laughs> it's uh, like
0: me listening to to talk about drugs and all these other things on my
3: way to my work. I remember having the conversation with a student was like, Why don't you play any hip hop? I'm like, How old are you? This is the one of the few times I pulled this car like how old are you? I'm like, oh. <laughs> Like 19. I bet you listen to Migos, huh? He's like, Yeah. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I bet you listen to (laughs) Migos. This is the only time I let the old man come out of me just like, Wait, I mean, it sounds like it, but honestly, I don't disagree with you. (laughs) Like, I bet you listen to that, right? I was like, That stir fry track? He's like, Oh, man, that's why I was like, No. They're talking about stir fry. Stir <laughs> something. I'm not, you know what? I was about to get on, I'm about to be on the same train as Benita start ranting. I'm not gonna do that. Let's go on to the next person. That was my five and honorable mention. I'm not Amazing. gonna I'm not gonna rat, uh, rant about hip hop, the state of hip hop. I'm not gonna be that person.
0: <laughs> Reed you want me to flip a
3: coin? Yeah, right.
2: let's do it. Ah, here's uh-huh. our. <laughs> no, it's still so an old fashioned game of rock paper scissors and make this personal.
0: Alright, fine.
3: Ooh, okay.
2: Rock. rock
0: paper. Scissors. Shoot.
3: <laughs>
0: oh! So... So, winner I, gets to pick. Hey. so I think that means I won, so...
2: Uh, winner gets to choose.
0: Go for it. <laughs> well,
2: okay. I have stuff to My... I mostly chose soundtracks because I was having a discussion about this before coming on to uh, the... Uh, podcast um mm. i feel like soundtracks, soundtracks have, are so good though soundtracks are meant to tell a story more so than at least a lot of modern songs do a lot of modern songs i mean they're meant to con- convey a specific emotion i feel like soundtracks are a lot more fluid so with that mm-hmm. the very first thing i put on my list is the arcane soundtrack from the new arcane show <gasps> Ooh, yeah um, i
1: finally I, got around to watching that and yeah i, and I feel like uh,
2: it's just but, different. like each song is, like, different Sad. enough that I can just sit and listen to it and not need to skip anything, because if I'm s- s- like, done with one genre, oh, look, now it's Our Love, and it's completely different. Um, and it's nothing like the other song I've heard, and it keeps it very fluid, and I think they did a very good job with uh, setting the tone of the show with that soundtrack in particular. Um, and then to follow it up, um, one of my favorite composers is John Powell, um, and if anyone doesn't know who that is, think of uh, Ice Age, um, and if you don't know, still don't know, um, How to Train Your Dragon, which is easily, I can go into a diatribe about this, one of, if not the best movie soundtracks, like, in a long time, and I will argue it's even, like, the intro is still better than, um, the first Star Wars, and there's actually a video off of that, um, but, uh, yeah, I absolutely adore that, um, Soundtrack with all my heart. Awesome. That's a good soundtrack. Oh,
0: I yeah, I don't think I've seen any beyond the first How to Train Your Dragon.
2: So- um, I, I I specifically mentioned the, the first soundtrack, but uh, the second second soundtrack is also good. But I have only seen the third movie once. But I, I know that John C, or John C, I forget how his name's pronounced. He does actually uh, vocals for uh, the first two uh, soundtracks. Mm-hmm. And he has such a unique, very high-pitched, nasally voice. It brings a really ethereal fantasy-like feeling to the album, um, on top of the already really powerful instrumentals.
0: That's crazy. That's cool. Yeah.
2: I got to go back and listen to
0: those like more intricately, because I don't think I've ever gone back to listen to a soundtrack if it wasn't, like, a medley of different artists. Like, if it wasn't okay. for the movie, most of the time I don't find myself going back to re-listen to it on its own, but
2: yeah. should. They are very, very, very worth it. Um, well, I... especially, that's the one that
1: has that, crit, like, the mashed TikTok sound, where it's, like, they start off as, like, a lowly bartender, then they, like, change to, like, the adventurer thing, and, like, it's the How to Train Your Dragon music mashed with Um, I'm blanking on the other music. Hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's, um, and if I'm going to go into particularly, probably the song that stands out for the most people in How to Train Your Dragon, and then I'm going to nerd out for a second, um, is a, uh, uh is a theme, um, it's called S-Drive. So, um, if if you don't know how movie soundtracks work a lot of times, there's a thing called a leitmotif, and a leitmotif is a theme of a character or idea. So, like, the the town of City, Burke, has a leitmotif, so when you hear that, you automatically associate, or your brain, even if you don't do it, know, oh, this is about Burke, or this is a theme about Burke, or hiccup. Like, on hearing this, this is about hiccup, and it inspires those feelings, and it helps, like, your brain associate. Um, but, uh, they're so toothless and hiccup have these scenes and up until this this piece they're very very separate and they're they they do not match. There's one other scene where they kind of do but they, they're clashing competing with each other because it's how to train your dragon they're learning how to be with get together. And then this this piece comes out of nowhere, well not nowhere test drive and it starts off at that same competing theme that we are used to. Um, like it starts off with Hiccups' theme, and then Toothless' theme takes control, and they dance for a bit. And then there's this really tense scene where they're forced to work together, and it hits in, in in this amazing apex where these two themes merge, like they are always meant to be together.
1: That's crazy. so. What you're saying
2: is bard powers are real. Bard power, par, bard powers are absolutely weird, weird, real because human brains are dumb, and music is really powerful. That's awesome. <laughs> Take that as a <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see that. <sighs> but to follow that, I I okay, um I'm gonna have to reject one. Um, Hojo's named Butte album. Um, I have been listening to Hozier since two thousand fourteen when he came out. Um I remember listening I I Unlike most people, the first time I heard Hozier was not Take Me to Church. It was like real people do. And it was on So You Think You Can Dance. I remember it was a dance with Casey and Jessica. And it was easily one of the most beautiful, beautiful pieces. It was, because the song itself, I don't know if anyone's ever listened to it, is gentle and sweet and tender. And that's what a lot of Hozier's albums are, is he approaches love in a very tender, sweet, loving way. Anyone
1: is a fucking bard. It's
2: Oh, sure. oh yes, <laughs> he—he's the forest faking. Um, just God, like. Um, just the just the way he sings about women and the way he sings about power and just the way he thinks about it's 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 ethereal and it's something that you don't get up in a lot of music. Uh, and but yeah. what real people do again is and Cherry Wine are my two favorites personally because I'm a I'm an absolute bitch for uh acoustic guitar. Wow. Oh, Cherry, Cherry Wine, okay, I like that one. Yeah. Uh, work song also because of the exclusive because of the music video. Um, I mean the music on its own is really powerful, but when you can see the movement that's inscribed with the music video, it adds a whole another layer of communication with it, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Wow. And honestly, if you haven't watched that work song by Hozier music video, I highly recommend it. I can't enough. If you're gonna listen to anything, that would, that'd be what I, that would be my recommendation. Nice. Um. And then my last two, um, for nostalgic sake, um, the Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron soundtrack. Oh, Hans, uh, Hans Zimmerman put his whole mussy into that fucking uh, soundtrack, let me tell you.
1: That is another, like, I swear to god, that is another
2: bard. Like, but here I am, this is me. Did not need to be that strong. And it did not need to bring tears to my eyes, but it did. Oh my god, so,
0: well, I did realize Phil Collins is a bard.
2: Probably.
3: I like, come on, I, I, said,
2: I said spirit, and you knew exactly. You had at least one song come to mind, because that it did not need to hit that hard. Yeah. Yeah. And it also, I feel like, anytime, like, Disney or, like, any animated studio is, like,
1: coming up to Phil Collins, and they're like, hey... You know, you don't, like, actually, just want a nice that's soundtrack.
2: A, that's actually yeah. uh, DreamWorks. DreamWorks is usually the one I find that gives the best bops recently. Recently, yeah. But,
1: like, like, his, like, when Phil Collins did, like, Tarzan, and he's just like, you'll be in my heart, bitches. Yeah, and we absolutely. And I was like, fuck, just, he goes all in for those
2: animated bops. I fucking...
1: Yeah, and, and if
2: anyone, like has interest in movie soundtracks that's like kind of what I've talked about in the I, evolution of music. I recommend the YouTube channel soundbiz. Yep. Um, but he goes really into it.
0: It's like, hey, 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 Phil, this is a movie, a kid's movie about, you know, um, basically Tarzan and a bunch of monkeys. We need some stuff. Like when they're in the camp, right? Don't worry. They're just gonna be, like, knocking around cans and shit. You don't Yeah. To- just fun stuff.
2: <laughs> no. And my last one? Can we... It's... Princess in the Frog soundtrack. Oh, oh, that's another good one.
3: Never seen that movie.
2: You are missing out. That movie wow. is fucking I mean I oh. I, love, I love the sound of it. It has it's so I can't even it's the songs, it's just Mama Ori. <laughs> it's so see, but now you've just like unlocked like another
1: where I was like, oh, I'm really mad. I didn't put Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Because <laughs> that's another fucking amazing soundtrack to an amazing
2: movie. Sorry, just but, like God. Like, yeah, the um, if, if you don't know, the vocalist in um, uh, Princess and the Fog actually sang in Dream Girls That
3: movie, Dreamgirls. Um, yeah, you know oh. Jennifer Hudson.
2: Ah! I don't know if that was it, but I think it was someone else, but, um, yeah. Uh, but the, the strength, just absolute power, and the ballads that she sings, and some of the pieces, and the technique in there, honestly, it was, it, and it it, it it was very, very, like, Louisiana South. Like, it was, they did very good in sticking to style, and it was amazing. And don't get me started on the villain exposition piece. The villain song? Oh. The... Keith David just friends from the other side. <laughs> Such a good hit. So good. The, the, what's your favorite song from that soundtrack? There's there's it's, so many good ones. I it's honestly it's the
1: villain one because I I generally I swear to God I feel like villain songs are always my favorite songs from <laughs> Disney ones because they let them have all the fun.
0: Yeah. That's um,
1: pretty cool. And it's uh, her name. It's uh, Nika Noni Rose. Is uh, her
2: name. And she played
1: Lorel in Dream Yeah. Mm.
2: Yeah. It's for that reason my favorite song is almost there. Um it's like ah, there, the, so there's a note too. that she hits in the end that just absolutely just drops my jaw every time I hear. Um, I can, and then mama Odie too just adds a whole lot to that that piece.
1: But yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good, that's a good one.
3: My brother got the meet Keith David.
1: Don't uh, dig a little
3: deeper, my bad. Dig a little deeper is my favorite.
0: What, work in a Comic-Con or
3: something? Yeah. Nice.
0: Nice.
3: He, he was like, he asked him, can you do the voice, please? <laughs> I was like, it's his voice. He was like, come on, you know I asked him about Mass Effect. I was like, I was like you don't even like Mass Effect. I don't give a fuck. I wanted to hear him sound like fucking MM ram I was like, all right, you got your you got your wish fulfillment. I just
0: want Keith David to say anything to me, honestly. Literally anything. Like just like he could give me other people's lines and and I wouldn't care. He could be like, you know, are you in good hands? And I'd be like, that's not you, but I love you anyways. Do you follow me I was
1: so sad cuz this is like a so I went to the Alamo and they had a screening of um they live like the anniversary edition screening and so fucking um meg oh god what's her name the lady that meg um hold on hold on i gotta google this um but uh roddy piper was there um and meg it's meg foster she was there and so they did like all this like whole talk back and forth and they said like Keith David was supposed to be there but like it was some like conflicting thing that happened and so he had to back out at the last minute and I'm like you told me I was so close to meeting Keith fucking David I mean Roddy Piper was fucking cool but like oh. it's those make foster like they were both wonderful people but like <laughs> Uh, you guys David. want Keith David? Steve. You
2: want Keith David keep reading David reading stuff? I want Steve Buscemi to read me Shakespeare. <laughs>
1: oh my god!
2: Yes. I kind of really can see
0: that and would love that.
2: I don't. I would also like. Oh my god! Like him this... and Christopher walking doing Shakespeare okay, at the on. same time. Before this is a, this is on, this is something I have to see. I want to see a movie that's from. Hard. I want to see a movie that's from the perspective of like an elementary school like girl. Thing, but it's like mostly her internal
3: monologue, and it's narrated by Morgan Freeman. Oh, there, yes, <laughs> I got a, I got to post it here. There's a um, a guy who can do voice, celebrated voices, and he did Morgan Freeman auditioning for Mace Windu. <laughs> I never laughed so fucking hard because he turn it makes it turn it takes a turn, and he starts cursing out George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my god! I need to see that.
3: Is this is audio only because he, he's like, I'm a white dude. I'm. He's like, I'm a white dude. Pausing as a black dude. If you put my face on camera, I'm pretty sure somebody's gonna beat my ass. You know that's valid. Was it that? Was it Ross Marquand? Is that his name? No, it wasn't Ross Marquand. Mm. I have not heard Ross. I mean, Marquand. there's like so many. You haven't heard him? No, I haven't heard him. I haven't heard Ross McQuain do a Morgan Freeman voice. Oh, okay. But that would be fucking epic. That's that's so funny, man. Uh, I agree. That's why I want to see it. What is your five? Swear, good fucking. Much like Those
1: were good
0: fucking how- choices. Thank you. Oh, yes, very good choice. I think much like how most of us, I think, are doing uh, doing it. These are in no particular order. If I ha- I'm gonna put them in one, I'm gonna attempt to put them in one, but they they really all are kind of different. And I'm not sure if I got caught at the beginning of the uh, episode or not, but um, when I was talking about my my uh, choices earlier, it was interesting to me that while I was looking through them, I realized that all of these are. Albums that I very much love and and like listening to, but I listen to them in very different ways and circumstances. Because they're, they all come from like weirdly different points in my life too. But um, I guess if I'm going to put one at number five, let's start off with the least impactful to my psyche. Um, Blink-182, Enema of the State.
3: I'm clapping, but the mic is not picking it up.
0: <laughs> because i was uh, chewing the cookie but i'm um, so that's a good one thank you thank you uh so each one of these i'm gonna i'm gonna say one more preference each one of these albums that i've chosen i think very much are indicative like i said of like different points in my life but every single time i sit and i listen to these it gives me that like sensation of like i remember like i i remember nostalgically things of that time period when i'm listening to it so Enema of the State reminds me a lot of when I was, like, a lot younger. I want to say, like, I want to say at least 10 years ago, 10, 12, uh, 10 and 12 years ago. And it's really weird because I think it was, like, during the majority of, like, when I felt younger but wanted to, like, connect to my cousins who were older. And that kind of, like, set me off on the, like, enjoying and listening to more of, like, different types of uh, alt rock and and uh, uh, bands like Blink-182, Jen, in Sum 41, everything that we've talked about, that I've already said that how much I've, I'm a fan of. Mm-hmm. Enema of the State kind of did that to me. Enema of the State was like one of the first ones that I ever listened to fully that I enjoyed in that way. Um, like, if I had to... I mean, obviously... It, it's weird. I think when I was younger... Out of all albums that could have done it, Enema of the State was the first one that that made me aware of the ability that some artists had or the trend that some artists had of making one song end as the beginning and like precursor to the song next to it in the album. Because I remember, like, listening to a lot of these songs separately. Mm-hmm. And when I first listened to them all in one like one shot in the album together, I was like, holy crap, like, every single one of these leads into the other.
3: Yeah, I, I've noticed that with um, Green Day. Do, not a, a lot of uh, pop punk or just punk bands will do, always do that. Mm-hmm. And they still do, and they definitely still do that with um, California that came out, like, four years ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, that's, if anything, that's my number five on that one. Uh, number four, let's go ahead and put number four here. Not because, like I said, not because I particularly like any more of these than the other, just because of different, like, timing and stuff. Mm. Uh, I'm going to say <clears throat> the Beatles' White Album.
3: Okay.
0: Um, specifically disc one, because don't get me wrong, I love both discs, but I don't have the patience to sit for two full discs. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, do not I'm, come after us, please. Beatles huh? fans. I'm telling the Beatles fans, do not come after us. Do not come after
0: us. Hey, hey, don't come after me because I love the Beatles so much that apparently I was within the top 2% of listeners of the Beatles within last year. I don't know how large that metric is, but ever since I found that out, I was like, now I need to get to like the point O's. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've been listening to the Beatles for a long time. The Beatles was like the original like older rock style that I got into, not even because of any of my family members. I got into the Beatles because of my friends at the time. And my friends at the time were only like two or three more years older than me, but they liked this kind of stuff a lot. And it was like, oh, I hung out with them all the time. And I remember listening to it and enjoying it. And this kind like the Beatles got me into 60s, 50s and some 70s music that had like already been introduced to me from like other family members but it wasn't until i started listening through like all the discography that i that i really full i do really like the beatles as cliche as that sounds (laughs) it's like there's a reason that it's like some of the only like like music anything i have on my wall anywhere like that that like i know it's kind of blurred out in the camera from what you guys can see Mm -hmm. but on my back wall over here this that you guys can see there's a metal poster I know it doesn't make it out here. That's um, that is a original uh n- uh poster from the nineteen uh, like I think nineteen sixty eight is when it's dated, but it's an original metal Yellow Submarine poster from from back in the age, back in the day, nice. and it's one of my favorite pieces. I have that literally right there above my bed um, next to uh, a photo of the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan Show.
3: <laughs> I'm jealous of you because I used to have the tour poster for Hybrid Theory for Lincoln Park. Oh, that's so cool. And it didn't make it from the trip from where I used to live in the projects to here.
0: Ah, damn. Dude, I found that sign. I found this metal sign at a swap meet in San Diego. And the dude was selling it for like 10 bucks. And I was like, Are you sure? And I told him, and I straight out told him, I was like, I'm pretty sure this isn't just worth 10 bucks. And he's like, Well, honestly, it sounds like you know it and you like it. So I'll give it to you for 10 bucks, anyways.
3: Nice. Cool
0: one of my favorite things I've ever found at a swap meet. <laughs> but yeah, um, the specifically the white album, because although I like a lot of the Beatles albums, the white album, for some reason has always given me that, that blend that I've enjoyed from the Beatles of where you have those kind of like rock pieces from things like back in the USSR and, um, uh, uh Where's the other one that's in here that I really like? Uh, Rocky Raccoon. Even though Rocky Raccoon is more country, I still consider it, like, you know, that that rock. But I like the White Album Disc 1 specifically because of all of these notes that it hits of both, like, storytelling and psychedelic trip, if that makes sense. Do you have a favorite Beatles song? Um, for the longest time, it used to be Blackbird. I it used to Blackbird, and I I like it a lot. But I think it's kind of moved into maybe my second. I would say that if I have a favorite right now, it's weird. I used to really like Rocky Raccoon a lot, but I think that was only after that after I like after I I started listening to it more. Um, where is it? Where is it? Because I know it's on the White Album. Here, I'm trying to remember the name. Ah, uh, dear Prudence. There we go. Of course, it's the second. That's object. a good one. Dear Prudence has been like, it's always been in my mix of like music. Whenever I put pretty much any, uh, uh any, uh, playlist of mine that has like any kind of soft music, generally, I will always have dear Prudence in there because I, I know what it is. It's just it feels hopeful but sad in a certain way that just really resonates with me yeah yeah so that would be my my uh four on there uh in third In third hold on wait i'm trying to get my myself in order here ah in third another album i can't listen to unless i listen to it the full way and yes i know what that means when i'm saying it the entire hamilton original soundtrack
2: it comes back Wow, I could not have seen this one coming I, know, I mean, like, yeah. I am completely blindsided What? I
0: am so shocked It's fucking I weird. cannot believe it Alright, I'm not even going to spend that much time on it I know everybody well, Miranda. <laughs> It fucking slaps, though So, fair Leave me alone, it slaps it's I have watched
2: the entirety of 20 minutes of Hamilton I have not been able to watch it all the way through I have not heard know. the entire soundtrack, either
0: oh
2: that's it's, okay like, like it's okay it's... it's okay i get it
0: i get it it's fine it was either i had to have a musical on here so if you if you haven't noticed already like the previous like the previous choices so far i had my emo stuff i had my rock stuff i had my now my musical stuff um the other two so if i'm going on to second is gonna they're both gonna be in the rap category but one's more lyrical and one's more vibe so would you say hamilton's your favorite musical then See, Hamilton It's for me it's between oh, It's up there. It's up there. It, for, like I would say my top 3 as clichés, as it's going to fucking sound. I know it's going to sound cliché. Because these are everybody's top 3. Um in no particular order, Phantom of the Opera, Les Mis, Hamilton. I know. Nice. I, I'm I'm um, based on theater stuff.
1: You know, Hamilton, uh, Book of Mormon, because it's fucking funny, and um, it slaps.
0: Um. Like, Book of Mormon's really good. It's just... It, it, I don't know. I feel like I had... At least when I first listened to it, I still had attached uh, too much religious trauma to like Book of Mormon. But that was, like, when I first listened to it. Maybe I
2: should listen
3: to it again. And per usual, I don't have a favorite musical because I don't like musicals. Um, I like, um, of, the,
2: actually. Rock of Ages is really good if you don't like if you don't like like musicals. Rock of Ages is a really good subversion, and it it it's a pretty good tie mm-hmm. in between. between. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, there was shit. What the fuck is its if name? I
0: had a musical specifically, and not Broadway musical. I <laughs> to no one's surprise, because of what I just talked about, I would say Across the Universe. <laughs>
2: Um, actually, uh, and Rock, Rocketman's really good, too. Rocketman is actually fantastic. Taron Egerton pulls off Elton John really well, and Elton John and Taron Egerton, the person who plays uh, Elton John, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is a biopic
0: movie while the guy's still alive.
2: Fun Home
1: is the other one that I really like, um, and it's based off of Alison Bechdel's uh, graphic memoir. And so Alison Bechdel's the one that came up with the whole Bechdel test mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so she has a musical, and it's fantastic. It is very like heart wrenching at points, but like it's great.
2: And if anyone deserves to have an autobiography film by the- before they die, it's Sir Elton John. Yeah. Complaining about the rights.
0: Just- <laughs> I'm just saying in general. I'm not saying specifically Elton John, but in general, I I don't normally appreciate the biopics while the people are still alive because. A lot of the time, there's, like, not only twisted things, but it there's also that, like, subconscious thing of, like, the director is keeping in mind that the guy that's alive is probably going to see it.
1: Can I complain about the Queen biopic and how Remy Malek shouldn't have won an Oscar for it?
0: Absolutely. I enjoyed the movie. You can. You can. And I
2: definitely, I saw the movie, so I have context for
0: this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my stance is I enjoyed it, but he should not have won an Emmy for, uh, uh, for that. Mm. Mm. Mr. Mm.
1: Webber,
0: very good.
1: Also, how the fuck that movie won editing, best
2: editing, right? Best editing yeah. that movie. I, I don't know what you came off, but I, I I'm still upset that Hereditary didn't win anything. But that's because the Academy doesn't mm. recognize the, oh. the Academy doesn't recognize mm. horror movies. Yeah,
1: forever like gonna be so upset. Tony Collette didn't get nominated yes. for that movie. I was just she was say. Fucking robbed. 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 Tony Collette.
2: Robbed. Tony Collette's <laughs> literally just absolutely. <laughs> I have never seen such a beautiful depiction of absolute feminine rage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She. That was. Like, that scene, uh, not, not to try to spoil anything, was the scene between her and Peter <sighs> um, at the dinner table. Yes! And it's one of the movies I own. It. I have seen it twice. It is. It does not get any easier on the but next watch. It's I actually mean,
1: harder. I mean, I don't even need to like explain the context of the scene because you'll know exactly what I'm talking. She's not even on screen, and you yeah. can hear
2: her pain
1: and sorrow as she's screaming while you're mm-hmm. just staring at her son, who's like just.
2: Wow. Emotionally dead. And, and let's of talk what about happened. the, the it, cinematography. The cinematography uh, in that movie. Ari yeah. Aster. Ari Aster. That's all. That's
1: all. Yeah. Uh, would you like to join us on Black Hole Tangents? Because I feel like you would fit right in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> since we have tangented away from our. Uh, <laughs> We're just we're stealing your time, Christian. I'm so sorry. No, no, just,
0: no, you're all good. You're all good. We do it from all of each other, it's fine. <laughs> uh my my second to last my uh would be uh Headspace by Gavlin and DJ Hopper. I I know I've played a lot of the songs on uh on our radio show before, but head uh Gavlin is a local rapper to uh to uh, like South Central LA. And is one of the well, one of the only like one of the few people that I've actually gone out to go see because I actually liked their music enough like that. Um, there, there's something about this album that not only it's a, sh- a generally short album. It's only uh, thirty-two minutes. It's only thirty-two minutes, but it's also privately privately uh, produced and stuff. It's not like you know with a major record label or anything like that. But it's still got ten really great tracks on there, and every single one of them. Is very lyrical in a way that kind of like leads you down the idea of why why she as a rapper has kind of like been appreciative of like the recent years in her in her career because looking back of like a uh, 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 looking back at where the beginning of her career was which I think was like 2018 or 2017 ish if I'm not mistaking uh, mistaking that. It's only been like a generally short amount of time, but the you can hear the evolution in the albums themselves, and not only in not only in the production, but in the composition of the actual um, um, writing itself. And it's it's just it's that it's that kind of like West Coast sound that reminds you of like older Snoop Dogg music, but updated in that kind of like in that kind of more more newer way that still hits the ear pleasantly. I don't know how else to explain that. Nice. But it's one of my favorite albums and I can not not only sit through the entire thing constantly, but faithfully make sure that I remember about 95% of all the lyrics. (laughs) Including one of the songs that is actually called Looking Back and has three different rappers on it at the same time. Like that one's—it's—it's such a good—it's—it's such a good, it's it's good laid-back album to listen to, like driving anywhere in, along the coast. Um, awesome. And my final one is uh, "Let Them Eat Chaos," an album by Kay, uh, by Kate Tempest. I know I've also played a couple of the songs as well, also on the radio show. But um, this album was introduced to me by a mutual friend of uh, Desi and I, um, Jenny, friend of the podcast. And uh, this this album is like it's it's so good in a way that I've never been able to experience in a different album, because when she output this when she put out this album, um, they also uh, uh, released a book of poems. And originally started like a book of poems because the every single one of the songs is actually written as a poem style, but then set to music and to uh, 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 fit lyrically, anyways, within the the theming of what um, is put behind the the uh, composition. And it's talking a lot. It's kind of like it's kind of like if you took the poetic pain and experience of what it's like to. Um, live on like a, live under the poverty line but from the perspective of someone that is living in London one of the like symbols of you know greatness and economic advance in, in the world so it's um, the, the, the album is great and when you get like the, the, the record version of it it has the book uh the book that also has all the lyrics of all the songs with it and when you actually read through the book while listening to the album uh while listening to the album um the book actually has all of the lyrics and everything based and formatted in the poem style formats and it fits in every single way with the beat it hits along every single line along every single pause it's like when you read the poem in the style of how most poems are written out and kind of like spaced out, it it it's almost as if like you can hear the music and see the way it's dancing on the page.
2: Wow. Yeah. Um in the album, what song? I mean honestly what's your favorite song, but like what song did you listen to and nobody that like made you know that yeah, this is it. It
0: would be the third song. It's called Ketamine for Breakfast. What, what about that one
2: made it like particularly like
0: the way stand out for you? The way that one starts, lyrically, the way that it starts, it kind of like hits the bass line very hard to where, although it's like electronic and heavy bass, it almost weirdly mimics a heartbeat. And the lyrics are immediately talking about how like um, how aggressive that how aggressive the world can be and unforgiving, regardless of your fucking feeling for it. Again, yeah, I love okay. that. I think that's kind of where it got me in that third one, and then the like I said, the way that it starts, the way that it hits you in the chest, and then when you listen to the lyrics of it, what every single one of those like heavy ass breakdowns is actually talking about, it's like so it, it's explaining or not explaining, but expressing this like overwhelming feeling of of numbness to the to like the society that we're forced to live in, kind of a thing
2: yeah that's that's a good insight um
0: it's a very good album it's one of my fa- it is one of my favorite albums
2: it, so like if you go and listen is that like the song that you recommend like you start on it's just that that, that i would funny. Funny start
0: on it i would say mm-hmm. this album
2: listen to it from the beginning
0: okay listen To it from the beginning and listen to every, like the songs as they've been parsed out because even though the songs individually can be appreciated this is not an album I would recommend listening to on shuffle because in every way, shape, and form, it is written to be listened to as a long form, you listen to the full thing. Like, this, yeah. reminds me of, uh, like, this is one of those albums to me that it's like, I need to sit down and I'm not watching TV, I'm not watching anything else. Like, I am particularly listening to this in my head.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That's, that's like, that's... There's there's only a few albums or songs or artists like that that produce stuff like that. Mm-hmm. No, you don't get a whole lot of that going around. And they have they have
0: amazing stuff and uh, and they've um they've also uh, put out some stuff recently that I've been listening to that I've been enjoying. It's a lot more like a it's a little it's still lyrically as heavy, but it's a lot more of kind of like a pop, not pop. It's almost like a disco '80s kind of vibe, but still has that kind of weird street influence that's like the newer stuff that i've been listening to that i mm-hmm. been putting out recently it, i've just really been falling in love with their work
2: yeah definitely worth taking a lesson to um i remember yeah. the name you should check out uh, if you like a lot of the technical aspects of music and and uh, the breakdowns and what hits check out check up, um jacob collier he's uh, an artist off of uh, based off of britain i think in the uk um, they're technically uh, considered, I think, Prodigy, as far as that goes. Um, he has some really amazing songs, and he, do- he works with a lot of artists. He does a lot of, uh, collaborations. Nice,
0: okay, yeah. I'm following on Spotify now. <laughs> I hadn't heard of the
1: last two that you mentioned, and as, I'm so sorry, most of the ones you said, I actually had no idea who they were either, so I do apologize that I didn't ask too many questions about that just because i had no idea outside of paramore who you were talking about um <laughs>
3: that, that is fine i am used to it <laughs> I, no i am serious i am that's <laughs> why i said i am the black sheep <laughs> <laughs> like, I am not <laughs> You are
0: the black eyelined sheep. Yeah, the black eyelined sheep. Yeah. You're the sheep that's still with the fleece, still white as snow, but black eyeliner.
3: <laughs> bah. Um. There is a. There is an. <laughs> ah, go bah. Yeah. There is actual cool recommendation. I do. I do have. Um. It fits in both categories of soundtrack and um i want to say one of the originators of lo-fi new oh why do you uh recommend that one in particular new he if it wasn't for samurai shampoo i wouldn't have went into start seeking out japanese hip-hop or instrumental mm-hmm. japanese hip-hop that makes sense um what kind of starting point would you recommend I was starting. Are like, you looking any album or something in particular that, that what you think would hook a new audience in or a new listener in? The Samurai Shampoo soundtrack. Oh. That, that soundtrack is fucking fire, though. I wish. Because Spotify has already been putting like, anime soundtracks on Spotify. They need to put New Jabez soundtrack on there but if you can't listen to it on spotify he has metaphorical music that came out in 2003 and i did not realize like how many people he has worked with not only through like japan and um, korea but he also worked with a lot of american artists as well and he uh, worked with Sis star and one of the tracks is called um lady brown which is fucking good um that's metaphorical music from two thousand three, my new job mm, is
2: definitely into it.
3: Yeah. and what, what about that
2: song? Like, really hits and resonates with you in particular.
3: <laughs> At the time, I was seeing someone.
2: Ah, uh, okay. So you have like memories attached to that song. Yeah. Again, it's it's human brain dumb. Music is powerful. The ability to describe emotions and uh, and like just memories to songs is so crazy. I mean, like, I'm—I'm I'm sure I'm not the only one. Um, I have a pretty strong connection with music. There, I can memorize lyrics, but I can also memorize, like, for songs important to me. I can memorize when exactly I first heard that song, and why it mattered.
0: I think we've all had an- amazing. that tonight in our uh, in our respective <laughs> yeah. choices. Yeah.
3: Like, if I wanted to go, like, yeah. if I wanted like go really deep, my uh, uncle who passed. Oh man. A lot of fucking people are motherfucking. <laughs> he got me into rock music. Like, because it was pretty much what you say, Christian. There's always someone older than you introducing you to stuff. Yeah. So if it wasn't my uncle introducing me to living color, hearing cult of personality, and like, so like, there are black rockers out there. So just so you know, he's like, I was like, okay. Listening to that at five years old. Set me on that path where I did not want to listen to hip hop. But yeah. having to grow up during that gangster rap era. And then having to sneak in my grandmother's room to listen to watch M T V so I could watch Headbanger's Ball. That's funny. Man, yeah, I missed out on a lot of music because of the ascriber religious trauma, kind of
2: like what Christian was saying. As there as a Christian there was a lot of um stigma around the music you listen to letting sin into your into your life and um, I, I guess I, I took that seriously, so I missed up on a lot of, like, so I didn't go through my emo phase, and I missed out on a lot of music until, uh, now, um, so I had a lot of catching up to do.
3: <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. That's a good, it's, it's definitely a very
0: interesting perspective to have regardless, because you, you'll probably listen to a lot of the music that we quote-unquote like and popular, not, ours because obviously our tastes are infallible and amazing but um but like a lot of music to- tastes uh, from other people and stuff and uh popular stuff from back in the day where you're like gonna listen to it now and be like this is trash why did people like this and it's like it was mainly because it was a me it was the equivalent of a meme at the time
2: <laughs> i mean like yeah i think most of the time but there are a lot of songs that i've been listening to and i'm like yeah i get why this was a hit and because i i mean like i'm a very instrumentally driven person and like it takes a couple notes which is why again i don't like a lot of pop songs a lot of recent pop songs are incredibly predictable and so dumb um okay.
0: yeah since we're talking about music and like good good on the brain um what did you did you guys enjoy the music choices of this last DD
3: motherfucker
1: <laughs> i, I like them the- and i'm still waiting for you to share that playlist, sir <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, just watching watching the spectacles. Did, did you add people
2: that song? Did you have uh, that song I sent you?
0: Yes, I did. I absolutely okay. did.
2: Just so, every time okay. I would watch people's faces anytime a song would switch just to see the reaction as people would realize slowly what song was playing.
0: Yeah. 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 Best thing ever. Thank best you. Best thing ever. So
2: amazing. I loved it so much. I
0: was sitting there watching people like discover it and then dance to it and I'm like, ha yes.
1: I... It took me like a few seconds to hear, like, because that first song he played was fucking
0: Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. Yeah.
1: And
3: I was like, <laughs> oh, what? <my God." laughs> right.
0: What? Um, during our last D and D game, uh, 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 gentle listeners, um, I I discovered something between last week and this week called Bardcore, which is a <laughs> category on YouTube that has thousands of of results of different. Uh, songs being either medievalized or sung <laughs> in old dialects from like the fucking 12th and 13th centuries. <laughs> if I, sh- songs. If I there hear... There are I played for us last week that were sung in old English, old Norse and fucking old Norse, and shit like that. Christian, you I swear to God, you have got to find My Heart Will Go On
3: and I would do anything for that. If I hear T-Pain's low low in Bardcore, I swear I will (laughs) skip out. (laughs) Would you believe me if I told you? I don't want to hear no... Think think medieval music, but apple bottle jeans.
0: Here's the funny thing. (laughs) I played played about 70% of what I found because the other 30% I was saving for fights. Smart. (sighs) <laughs> oh, and some of them gosh. do fucking slap for fights.
2: And <laughs> y'all we're not even to me. talk about how I fucked up. How oh. oh. fucked up is fucked up. <laughs> mm. You don't hear that. I did hear that. I want you guys to understand I and you guys saw me struggling. I have a character to stay faithful to. Did I know I was making a dumb decision? Yeah. I did! You but know. did I know- did I know that it was gonna be a fucking green dragon? No, I didn't. I-, I there was no way I was gonna know that. So, I mean- I'm sorry- I mean, and- and- to be can you
1: remind what... me again what level, uh, green dragon is
2: on that spectrum? Like, cause you know, the white is the lowest. Um, this is actually- oh. so, this is a spec- this is a special, uh, green- green dragon.
0: Special green dragon. But when I when I when you say level, we can take it relatively, relatively to the past two dragons that our players have encountered, meaning Cryovane and the Undead Lich dragon. This dragon is about both of those put together more and a little more. Oh,
3: oh fuck.
2: fucking
3: hell! Um, so, uh,
2: we're gonna talk about- the fact that we could've maybe recovered from 15 points of damage, and that was all I was planning on doing. I did not plan on Kush... doing what Kush did. I don't know, Both you
0: know? to assume that the amount of damage that you did to it does not
2: equate to about
0: 15 damage overall?
2: Hey, you know, it's Dragon, I'm assuming it's got at least 15 resistances. Okay, so, I mean, for you, you, you guys haven't heard this, I, my, my sweet autistic soul has a special interest of dragons. And I have been unable to shake this my entire life, unsurri- unsurprisingly. Um, one of the very first dragon books I picked up was a Practical Guide to Dragons, which I didn't know then, but I now know, was a d and dragon book. So I know too much about the base eight dragons. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? Um, black. Yes. So it goes white, black. Um, I put white, black, green, I would say green and then blue, um, red, that's, out of, that's how I would rank the uh, um, chromatics, and then you have your metallics, um, obviously brass, brass is at the bottom, brass is a bitch, um, bronze, copper, gold, and then silver.
0: Depending. and that's that's in terms of size power and longevity
2: and that is off the top of my head that is off the top of my head um and i can tell you but the biggest threats are probably going to be black red black and red probably are your biggest threats they're, mean, they're, they're known to they're not like canonically not not necessarily in this game canonically they're known to be the most aggressive and hostile dragons Whereas you're going to have White... White, think of White as the petty white bitch. The petty white girl bitch of the dragons. They basically just have a bunch of windows. Probably the funniest fucking thing about White Dragons is so Red Dragons and Silver Dragons have 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 a rivalry. Red Dragons and Silver Dragons hate each other. And they're, like, the two biggest fucking dragons. They're huge. And then White, the little bitch, wants in on this beef and just... And just hates them both, but for no reason, and they can give a shit any shits about about that white dragon. So this is this—it's like the little like you know, the middle sibling, and the uh, oldest sibling are hashing out, and the little, and the little sibling's like,
0: "I want a part
2: of this." It's basically what that's what's happening I, there.
0: I love that you're letting them know this because that was one of the major threats of campaign one.
2: White dragons mm-hmm. are little white dragons not to be fucked with, but they're they're considered the bitches of the dragon kingdom. That's fucking funny. White dragons and black dragons. Yeah.
1: I do you know. Still,
0: yeah. You heard that right.
1: <laughs> I still I still highly recommend um just trying to apologize first to the green dragon. Um, um,
2: um I um I don't know if you've been attending I don't know if you've noticed who I'm playing at, like, I know I love who you're playing
1: um, I'm just saying maybe the other party members could try with the apology
0: first um, your size that I described to you guys this thing is already literal, literally double the size of Cryobane fuck yeah <laughs> I mean just and, and keep in mind just a little bit of a cherry on top at least for me right i'm throwing this dragon to you guys as a side quest that's not even your major antagonist (sighs)
1: throw an empty can out there and try and, like, pretend that you were trying to do target practice uh, while you were drunk and didn't realize he was Yeah, I could do that. I,
2: I mean, or to, they be were fair, to be fair, yeah. Vice wouldn't apologize. Vice would play it off, because, uh, Yeah. again, I, I could I could have played off the 15 damage. I don't know how I can validate being stabbed. I could say, hey, dude, mm-hmm. I'm, fucking, oh. I'm fucking on drugs right now. Don't take anything mm-hmm. I do seriously, mm-hmm. my guy. And,
0: Guys, like a hill why would i think a hill's gonna bleed
2: yeah
0: I... yeah but at the same time before we get too far deeper you into could the... point to the tiny
1: town of mushrooms and be like we're so sorry we're really fucking high because like this tiny town of mushrooms here guys like we just didn't realize you were a dragon <laughs> So sorry. I mean there's so many
2: options. And you know you know what my favorite option is yeah. my favorite option's Misty Step.
0: All is not lost yet. All is not lost yet. You guys just woke it up. You don't know what it wants. You don't know how it's gonna react. You don't know what's gonna happen yet. And for all you know it could have offered you cookies or some shit like that. You don't know that.
2: No, you to- I know I fucked up. Don't pretend I'm like I didn't I, fuck okay, up. Don't, yes. don't I made me feel better.
0: Just saying,
1: the amount of pain I feel when I step on a Lego probably doesn't quite compare to getting shot in the side, but I feel like that is kind of equivalent to a giant
2: dragon getting shot. Like... But like, okay, so imagine if someone like pelted a raisin at you, and it... Actually no, let's think here, um, let's take like a really small- Like what's something that's like a really small one called? I don't even know. Let's look like a- like a little like like thumbtack, you got fun shot at you. Ow! Oh, f- fucking- yeah. fucking sucks, it hurts.
0: Is it gonna- are you gonna die, and are you-
2: Yeah, huh? it's like, ow, oh, fuck. <laughs> but, like it's like if like, 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 a paper cut. But like if, if you, you apologize, I'll get over it. Imagine,
0: yeah. Imagine if that's how the dragon was. It's like ow, you fuck that hurt. You mm-hmm. dick. Imagine if that's just how the dragon was.
1: See, yeah, that's you should totally out. just play it off and like lean over to like push just to be like push. Why the hell is why is the hell moving? you yeah and just keep calling it a hill like don't even reference it as a dragon like just play like so fucking high you're just like this hill is this hill talking yeah i would,
2: yeah, like I would it. do that but vice is like way in the back vice did not shoot that hill while being close to the hill they're dumb yeah. but not suicidal <laughs> who is it was it kush that stabbed it or no it was kush that stabbed it yes it was kush it was okay kush and, kush and oh, savage they're dumb but not <laughs> suicidal
0: And, like, after what just happened. (laughs) I just like the fact that...
2: Uh, Okay, you know what? I didn't know it was a hill. Well, or giant dragon. It could have have been an ogre or something that was manageable.
0: At a certain point, indifference is the same thing as suicidal tendencies.
3: (laughs) And I like the fact that when we was walking out the cave and it became a dragon... That Yeah, like, you walk out the cave and there's just a fucking dragon getting up. And then that damn song... In bar, in barcore, we about to get lucky. Kicks on. Oh yeah, shit was fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was. Is it the second I time that so... song played for you guys? Mm-hmm. I was so happy. <sighs> it took so much work, but I was so happy fucking live DJing that shit. Like, it took a lot of work, like, mentally to focus on doing that at the same time. But holy crap, did it work out.
3: (laughs) I just remember hearing, uh, I was going, uh, Maxon? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's the, the, their last two words were, yeah. Yeah. That's a dragon.
0: (laughs) There's potentially eight players right now. You think I'm not going to throw something? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You have to realize that now that you have two barbarians in the party, anything that might be a challenge to you is going to be fucking big. And I don't mean just physically big. I mean, like, the things that will present challenges to you guys now are going to be challenging hard things because you guys can roll over most, like... And be prepared
2: to make saving throws. Because that's how you deal with barbarians is lots and lots of
0: saving throws. Oh, yes.
2: <laughs>
0: oh yes <laughs> like that's what i mean like the balance in like scale for the game has changed because of the new players i'm not scaling now for ro- for just rogues and you know people that generally can't heal themselves very well
3: hello maxim who can't re- re- heal himself very well
0: Exactly. Except Maxon, because Maxon learned how to do that shit out of necessity because of that stuff. Whereas <laughs> now, you guys have barbarian <coughs> boys that really like taking damage and are going to be do- dealing some as well. So the enemies have to be challenging. Oh my
2: god. Indeed. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be interesting to see how, how that goes. And at least for more diverse combat as well.
0: I love how we divulge into DD now. <laughs> oh, of course. It's, it's, it's the time. Before we get too far from the original topic, those were yeah. my five albums.
3: <laughs> nice. Well, and we're at the hour 50 mark, so thank you for listening to this episode of the Space Oddity Collective Podcast. Um, I will cut... Nah, nah, nah. That was funny dead air. Because y'all didn't know if I was recording or not. Mm. But... What? <laughs> <laughs> Chaos is back okay, Wait, Question but for through? real
1: though You need to send me your link to your YouTube oh. thing for the barcore songs, yeah, I so that I if just... I recommend you stuff, I won't recommend you stuff you've already
0: put on there. No, that's fine. That's perfectly fine because the list that I have is apparently not. Yeah, apparently, it's private. I, I was trying to unprivate it during that day, but I couldn't. Oh. But for some reason, like the list I have is private. I got to make it public, I guess, or something.
3: Mm. Okay, now we're done. Oh <laughs>